Hey everyone, welcome to episode six of Springfield USA. I'm Daniel Gummel with Chad Wilson, and this is Mr. Louis Ortega. He's a chef, and we're gonna be talking to him today about food and culture here in Springfield. It's probably gonna be my favorite episode so far. Chad, this is gonna be sweet. You ready? I am ready, dude. This guy's a humble beast, and I love him. I'm charged. Dude, let's roll. Let's do it. Louis, thanks for being on the show, man. Let's do it. Welcome to Springfield USA. And we are back. Our guest on the show, Springfield USA Today, is Louis Ortega. Louis, you're a chef. You were working with some big-name personalities out west before you came here to Springfield. You, When we were at O'Connor's the other night, like you were really telling us some really funny stories. Yeah. Dude, go, go through them again, man. Go yeah, definitely. So um, I used to work in, in Scottsdale, Arizona. I worked at a place called BLT Steak, this high-end, super fancy, nice steakhouse. Worked uh, for Chef Laurent Turandel. He is this French guy, came out to the States, started this awesome American steakhouse in New York City. It's his first one. Started going all over the country to open these other uh, fancy restaurants and came to Scottsdale. So I went to work for him. And he is uh, one of the guys that was on Iron Chef. He actually took on Bobby Flay. Beat him the at, Bobby the Flay. The Bobby Flay and took him out. The on, immortal uh, Bobby yes, Flay. Right? Yeah. He whipped him on uh, Battle Goat Cheese. <laughs> Battle Goat Cheese. Right, which you don't do to a French guy anyway. You don't take on the goat cheese. So, <clears throat> so yeah, so I'm uh, the fish guy here at uh, BLT Steak. So I'm responsible for cutting all the fish, making sure it's perfect, literally perfect for this guy. So uh, so what, like, what kind of fish are you doing? Uh, I'm doing like king salmon. Uh, you know they're huge. They're bigger than this table. Got to get those fillets off because we got to have them ready for for Dude, dinner. So like every king salmon I do, I get at the freezer is like this big. You're right. Right. It's you get it like that, but it starts like this. Okay. <laughs> so, and I have to skin it, debone it, make sure it's all good to go. It's fresh, good to go. Um, so I'm the fish guy, and it's Saturday night. We're packed. We got 300 people in the restaurant. I got a two hour wait, and we're running a duck special, and they gave that to the fish guy, which is fine. So on a duck, if you've ever seen duck breast, it's got one and a half to two which inches. I haven't. Yeah. Go so ahead. it's got one, one and a half inches of fat on the breast, okay, when it's raw. So you have to score it, put a little cut in it, and you got to give it a sear. And then, uh, so I'm responsible for getting this out perfectly. So we get an order, it comes in, you know, I sear the duck, get it partially cooked, and then because we hold food, and then we do what's called fire. So we have to fire the table, which means everybody goes up at the same time. So I fire the duck, I put it out, I go to cut it, and I notice that it's a little undercooked. I don't know why I cut into it again, and Laurent is standing right there watching me, and he goes, what are you, what's it, are you doing? You know, he just, in his French accent, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, he's cutting the duck. He's telling my executive chef, he's like, this is why he cooks the fish. Because <laughs> apparently I, I didn't do it right. <laughs> so, so then, you know, you got the corporate executive chef, you know, his little minion running around over here to me. And he's like, uh, let's just do it again. And just, and you know, the table's already going out. So I have two minutes to make this happen. So it's in, we have to butter baste it. So basting, you know, we get a hot pan because you just have to have them ready. You get some butter in there, garlic, and you quickly spoon it. Okay. You're scooping with uh, with a fairly large spoon, and you're scooping hot butter on this duck to get it, bring it up to Tim. And I bring it up, 
I cut into it again. He's like, now it's good. And he just like walks away. He just, but he's like angry with me. <laughs> so, so we put the duck, duck out. That's cool. The next day they put me on fries. <laughs> so I, fries. Yeah, I'm French fries. So I had to, I went from deboning fish and cooking awesome proteins to cutting potatoes <laughs> and making sure those are right. So, and then, and then what happens? So, you know, it's busy again next night. And uh, yeah, Sunday night, we're slammed. And uh, I'm responsible for putting fries out when they get garlic and a little bit of uh, shaved black truffle. So I get the fries going. I get them, put them in the window on this order. And Laurent comes over and I'm like, you know, my heart's going like 200 miles an hour. I'm like, it could jump out of my chest at this point. <laughs> and I'm just standing there like, he's going to taste a fry. And he comes over, he grabs a fry and goes, yeah, it's good. And then he walks away and I'm like, and the executive sous chef is just like, redemption, <laughs> redemption, he's back. So those are little things, you know, just. So then you got to go back to the fish guy. Yeah. Then the next day I was allowed to go back to cook the proteins. Oh, <laughs> so it's all about trust. <laughs> so. Yeah. I was watching like some of Laurent, like he's like cooking for Matt Lauer and then he's got his Iron Chef thing. And yeah. Yeah. He's, he's an intense dude. He's pretty intense and he's French. So, you know, he can cuss at you in two languages. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, tell us, tell us the story about, um, I think it was the hotel owner that came in and the personal assistance call for it, helicopter lands. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I was working for, uh, Wyndham, uh, that's a, the hotel brand, and Mr. Marriott took over our hotel. He got a smoking deal for our property, $9 million for a 500-room property that had really nice pool, slides, all the great stuff. So I work in the fancy restaurant there. It's called Top of the Rock. And uh, so we're told that Mr. Marriott is coming in on his helicopter for dinner. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So we have they send ahead his, a recipe for what he wants. And there's our corporate executive chef standing over me to make sure I make that correctly. <laughs> so he gets this almond crusted halibut and I've got it. Uh, I, what it is, I get a bread mix with almond, you know, I dip the fish, sear it, get all cooked. We see Mr. Marriott coming in on the helipad, which is actually close to the restaurant. You know, you can see through the window and the helipad isn't that far. I mean, it's, it's meant for that. So rich people can come land and then come in. <laughs> so, and they come in through the patio and we're like, hello, you know, Mr. Marriott. Everybody's there, the GM of the hotel, you know, everybody who wants to be important is shaking his hand. And very nice man, very humble man, very nice man. He came over to actually talk to all of us, shake our hands. Thank you for your job. Goes to sit down and I have this huge, I mean, guy weighed like 350 probably. Executive chef standing over me, you know, you better get that right, Lou. You know, he's from New York City. He's like, don't screw this up, you know, he says. <laughs> so I get the fish out, all this, and the guy's staring at me the whole time. I, and it goes out perfectly, but he's just the intensity, I got to tell you, of being a chef. It sounds it's so like, intense, man. I mean, the guy's it sounds so intense. I'm like, what's happening? I mean, Mr. Marriott is the only one in the restaurant because we're not open yet. Also, oh really? Okay. Yeah, we're not open yet. So because he has to have his own uh, private dining, private dining. His wow. wife is here. So, uh, and the guy's st literally standing right here next to me, breathing. I can feel him, and I'm like, Chef, it's it's coming out, man. <laughs> like, like we got this. <laughs> There's four of us, you know. And so we prepared. It goes out perfectly. And he's like this little kid. Like I'm just making sure it's all good, Lou. You know. And then he walks out and goes uh, with the plate. 
And Mr. Marriott loved it. It was great. Uh, I ended up, I I got to cook for him later at BLT actually too, but he, uh, he loved it. It was, it was a great experience too. It's just the intensity, you know, the guy standing over me, like, you're going to get that right. Don't screw that up, Lou. You know, just constant my voice. Sometimes I still hear it (laughs) and I won't, I won't mess it up. So that's the, uh, the the nightmare that you have at night. Like you can't, can't do it. Do you ever right. have nightmares at night? I have. Like... Oh my gosh. So I've heard ghost tickets is what I call it. So you can hear the chit uh, printer printing all the orders. Mm. And I wake up to that, man. Wow. Like, I've also, I've had this dream where I'm at, I'm at the restaurant at BLT. There's a plate in front of me that I have to pick up and put it in the window. And the chef is screaming at me because everybody else's order is up. Give me that plate. You know, he's yelling at me, give me the plate. And I'm like, I'm just standing over it. Like I can't, I can't pick it up. And I don't know why, (laughs) but it's ready. I made it, but I can't touch it. And I've woke up to that's a nightmare. Just, yeah. So you came, you were, you were in Scottsdale, right? right? And then tell us how, tell us how you made your way to Springfield and and what the story is. So I was working in Scottsdale and my wife uh, is from Springfield and we had talked about moving back and just being closer to family. So we finally took uh, the step forward to do that. So we get to Springfield, and uh, it's very cold weather here, something I'm not used to. The first winter is terrible for me. There's an ice storm coming, and I'm like, what's an ice storm? <laughs> so my wife the explains to me. Ice storms are so mundane. Yeah. Man. So I, I get here, the ice storm happens, and... Uh, so the trees look really nice, you know, crusted in ice, but it's freezing outside. But no, your car doesn't look nice. No, nobody ice, told me right. that. <laughs> and I've also managed to slip and fall on ice because apparently the concrete is also glazed. Oh, yeah. Many things they should glazed. mention before coming here. Right. <laughs> so it's freezing. I'm not happy for about a year and a half because I winter is very difficult for me. But uh, man, you're I, from where? I am originally from El Paso, Texas, okay. which is the desert. Okay. And then I moved to Scottsdale, which is also the desert in Arizona. So coming from the West, you know, complete culture shock weather-wise and obviously uh, people as well. Just I'm not used to just the Midwest yet, which that's not bad, but right. it's just different. So we're, uh, we're here in Springfield, and slowly I start to really have a heart for the city, I would say. And I want to do something uh, in the food business besides just work for somebody forever. So we start to kind of kick around the idea of a restaurant. And we we want to do something that's cool, new, kind of innovative, maybe not necessarily the brick and mortar, you know, which is great, but we don't think we want to do that. So we think about what about a food truck? You know, they're pretty big in Phoenix and they're kind of slowly making up this, uh, this great trend all over. So we're like, hey, let's, let's do something mobile. And originally we had thought we'd like to do like disaster relief. I think that would be really cool. We, we follow this, uh, this group of, of people called Mercy Chefs and they take like five monster food trucks out, but they have like 200 volunteers and they can feed a state. So they were actually on site for Katrina and they do other disasters. Oh. So we, we wanted to do something like that. And it was a slow start. So we 
we started, uh, you know, kind of banging out names on a list, like Desert Eats, we thought, and I was like, that sounds too sandy, you know. <laughs> we sound... feed you sand. Yeah, we don't want to do that. So so we ended up uh, through, you know, painted colors and all these other weird names, and finally we came up with the painted pepper. And I drew the logo, we did, you know, three cool peppers, and I sent it to some friends, and they did a graphic design for me, and we kind of took off from there. You know, we started using food that uh, is all locally raised, you know, in Springfield, Urbana, surrounding areas that we just want to kind of support. That's awesome. Your, your food on your truck is so good. It's so good. Yeah. And uh, you don't have very many items on your menu. Right. Um, talk to us about that. So, yeah, what, what we wanted to do was get away from sort of the cheesecake factory model. So, you know, we, won't, we don't want to sit there and read a magazine, look at all the ads, and then, oh, yeah, oh, we're here on. to eat. <laughs> so, so what we do is concentrate on like four or five key items and just do those well. And plus you don't, you know, people stand there and they, they have a hard time making a decision and you don't want them to be there for half an hour because they're confused on what's this. Cause we do Southwest cuisine and some people have their idea of Southwest cuisine. I have mine and I like to explain that to people. So tell our listeners about your menu and see yeah. if you can get Dan hungry. All right, so here we go, Dan. First thing, <clears throat> we uh, our kind of specialty is this Texas caviar chicken quesadilla, and yeah. So people think caviar, you know, is that fish eggs? No, Texas caviar has like corn, black beans, red onion, roasted red bell peppers. Goes on a twelve-inch tortilla with chicken from Urbana. Uh, it gets our side of salsa and sour cream. It's it's awesome, and then we uh, also sell. Southwest corn cakes, which are like three savory pancakes. They get chopped chicken, chipotle cream. They're delicious. And then we also fry our own chips for chips and salsa. We make our own salsa. We have dusted dessert chips, which we fry our own chips and then toss them in cinnamon sugar and a little bit of cayenne in there. And then we also do here and there, we'll, we'll flip-flop specials. So I'll do like a beer-battered fish taco. You know, I'll try and use Mad Tree IPA or something from Yellow Springs in the beer batter. Always use Wild Alaskan Cod. I'll do salmon cakes, too, and those are wild Alaskan salmon, and we'll make little patties and do chipotle on them. They're delicious. You guys got to try So, this. like, I mean, do you have people, though? Because you, you kind of got a cult following around right, here, right? Right, So, like, I mean, what's that like? Like, you know, you pull up and you're like, I've been waiting for Penny and Pepper. <laughs> like, do you have people like that? Sometimes I do. So we do park downtown at, uh, at the Madonna Trail. It's also called National Road Commons. And we nicknamed it Food Truck Alley because mm -hmm. now I park there and we have guys like the Ramen Rickshaw park there and a couple other guys like Eat and some local other food trucks. So I do have – I'll pull up on Wednesday uh, and some of the nurses from Ohio Valley come over for lunch. And they're like, where have you been? You know, I want my quesadilla. I'm like, okay. We also do this breakfast burrito and people have a following for that. You know, Saturday morning farmer's market or even downtown, they're like – Oh my God, you know, I've been following you on Facebook, but you know, you didn't make it out today. And I'm like, it's very important that we communicate with our customers. <laughs> I will tell you that. When you make good food, people will go anywhere to get it. That's true. I do believe that. So we, uh, you were talking about Texas a second ago. And one of the things that we were talking before the show about is, I mean, I, I go down to Austin fairly frequently in San Antonio as well. And like, They've got, I mean, there's tons and tons of food options down there, right? right? San Antonio has the Riverwalk. Austin has Rainy Street. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, here, like Columbus has the Short North, right. all that type of stuff. You're very interested in kind of bringing that type of culture here Absolutely. to Springfield. Absolutely. Tell, like, talk a little bit about that. So I would definitely 
love to see something like that happen in Springfield. I think uh, downtown is definitely the location for that. So I would like to see some sort of even indoor farmer's market or something like that that we've talked about in a building. You know, I, I think the New Sun building that was happening uh, before we were talking about, you know, there was lots of space in there. And I, I thought, man, we could do something that Dayton has their, you know, year-round Second Street market. Right. I thought, why can't Springfield do that? We could definitely get some vendors. I, I already know even the doing the farmer's market here on Saturday morning, uh, there's vendors that have talked about that. I mean, there's interest. And, you know, our customers have said, that would be great. We could even do a night market. I mean, that would be awesome with entertainment. I think a night market would be fantastic over at the new park there where Food Truck Alley is. You know, we do the food and we offer... Uh, other vending items and then maybe a band just not necessarily even like a rock concert but you know just a band just have music and you know and there's lights the fountain the fountain there is nice i mean it's just cool the uh food truck rally this was the second year for it in town and um one of the things i love about you is that you're kind of an encourager of all the other guys doing it in town here like it's not all about the painted pepper right and uh so can you speak to the momentum that thing's building and where do you think it's going? Yeah, I think um, with the Rotary competition, I think that was a great idea. You know, the first year it had its growing pains. You know, uh, people complained about lines and things like that. But it was a great event. And even this past one that we did was even better. We all had electric. Uh, I think the Rotary did a great job with the electric. So it was very quiet. Everybody was on one side. It was a little bit of a stretch, but... You know, for a customer standpoint, it was fantastic. And there are other food trucks here in Springfield. So there's us. You know, we have the ramen rickshaw who does Japanese comfort food. We have Eat. Yeah, he does great stuff. Eat. You know, you have Taiwan on. We have Getcha Some now. I mean, there's some good good stuff out there. And we all want to showcase it. So we try to use downtown. And the Rotary competition is also a great time to do that. You know, because Springfield wants food trucks. I've seen that. You know, they, you know, it's not necessarily that you have to be like Columbus. I actually talked to a truck from Columbus, and they said they would rather do the rotary competition than the two-day event competition in Columbus. They said it's just a good, nice community feel, and it's just way better. So, Louie, uh, you got this winter gig, and um, you were telling us about it the other day, and I'm really hoping that someday we can bring it to Springfield. Can you tell our listeners about this? Yeah, definitely. So... So I've recently accepted a position in Dayton, uh, and it's a collaboration of the Wesleyan Community Center and the Grace Methodist Church. They're doing a program called Dayton Cooks, and it's based off of a Cincinnati Cooks program where uh, you take low-income families or anybody that needs a fresh start, you're talking like homeless people, addicts, and you give them a free culinary class. It's a 10-week class, and they walk out with a life skill, and they're able to transition into the food industry, and it's all free. And I think that would be fantastic in Springfield. I I think it really just takes a little bit of effort from everybody and just, you know, a place like a commercial kitchen to work out of and and just, you know, just pouring into these people's lives and just teaching them. So I'll be the chef director and teacher uh, of this class. So So you can teach me and Chad a few things real quick. We're asking you some tips. Give us a couple tips on uh, how to... Cook so, better, eat better, so for whatever. cooking better, eating better for you guys, Chad, I would definitely stay away from the margin. Dude, yeah. he eats it by the pound. Yeah, get get your hand out of the tub, buddy. <laughs> and I would uh, switch to butter. You know, you want to do like full flat, full fat, and uh, or use coconut oil or some kind of uh, even some a little bit of palm oil. Stay away from olive oil because olive oil is for salads. You know, you want to do 
olive oil uh, to finish your salad. Don't use it as cooking because it doesn't have a real high smoke point. You'll just burn it and it'll taste awful. Mm. And also, you know, just want to stay away from processed stuff, anything in a box. Definitely stick with fresh stuff, vegetables, even your meats, you know. Uh, get like your, your good chicken, your fish, and, and cook it yourself. You know, there's definitely a lot of recipes online uh, to check that kind of stuff out. So, so no margarine, go coconut, and what was the other one? Stay away from processed food. Stay away from processed. We're going to see if you survive the process in just a second when Louie takes our weekly trivia quiz. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, I'm here with Todd Rogers from Rogers Garage. We're in the new Enon shop. Todd, how you doing, man? Great. Awesome. Todd has two shops now, one in Enon on Main Street and one in Springfield on St. Paris Pike. I love this guy. I bring all my cars to him. He does a great job turning around and, and getting them fixed for a fair price. Todd is giving us an amazing offer for all of our Springfield USA subscribers. If you show up to one of his shops, whether it be in Enon on Main Street or in Springfield on St. Paris Pike, Bring a phone or a device that shows that you are a subscriber to our podcast, whether that be the audio podcast or our YouTube channel, you will get $10 off an oil change. That's $19.99 for an oil change. So Todd, that's pretty awesome. Thanks, man. That's great. Bam. Come on. Welcome back. We're here with Louis Ortega, the chef from Springfield. This is Springfield USA. Louis is stepping into the ring right now. So every week we play a weekly trivia game, a couple questions. Uh, we call it Step Into the Ring with Davey Moore. He was like this legendary boxer from Springfield. Okay. Um, and first trivia question I have, I was doing some research on culinary, this is like a culinary themed okay. uh, quiz. So Pressure's on. you want to hit the, hit the uh, <laughs> we'll do that. All right. So uh, question number one. So, in Ohio, an internationally recognized horticulturist named Alexander W. Livingstone developed what product first commercially in Reynoldsburg, Ohio, in 1871? Oh, my gosh. 1870. Was it the pepper, the tomato, or the green bean? I'm going to go with the green bean. Final answer? That's my final answer. Final answer. Oh, dude, give me a point. <sighs> So, <laughs> Reynoldsburg, Ohio is known as the birthplace of the tomato, oh. believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, crazy, right? I did not know that. Okay. So, second question then, related to that. Uh, in 1965, Ohio designated what beverage as the official uh, state beverage? I can give you some options. Wow. Okay. Option A, apple juice. Option B, tomato juice. Or option C, beer. Uh, I'm going to have to go with tomato juice. Tomato like, juice is correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like when I read that the other night, I was like, dude, that's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's a like, state beverage. <laughs> heck? Like, that's pretty upset. Uh, you want to ask your question? Uh, why don't you do it? You can take okay. it. Okay. Like we got two more questions. No. So, uh, so I was doing some more research. Um, a guy by the name of Roy J. Plunkett of New Carlisle, Ohio. Uh, invented a product in 1938 that I guarantee you use every day. Was it option A, Rubbermaid, Rubbermaid products, option B, commercial dishwashing detergent, or option C, Teflon? You would use every day. I'm going to go with Teflon. Dude, it was totally Teflon. Nice. Sweet. So, like, this guy was an engineer. Um, I think he was working for uh, uh, GE or something like that. I was reading about it, and he, like, accidentally invents... Teflon. Teflon. Yeah. Crazy. It's great for omelet pans. 
Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will ask this question. Right, Alden question. Brown is one of my favorite hosts, and um, he hosts The Iron Chef, and now he has tons of shows. Um, before he was doing the Food Network and every other... other, other every <clears throat> other show. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm going to re-ask that one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so... I will ask that last question, actually. So um, Alton Brown's one of my favorite TV hosts. He uh, hosts The Iron Chef. He has a show called Good Eats, um, several other shows that he's doing now, all kinds of crazy things. Before he was a TV host, was he A, a cinematographer, B, a songwriter, or C, did he own a hot dog cart in New York City? Oh, wow. Um I am going to go with B. Final answer? Final answer. Ouch. He was a cinematographer. Oh, yes. He combined his love of cinematography and food and made the show Good Eats, and that kind of is what got him off the ground. And he actually directed... The One I Love music video by R.E.M., which is like a super iconic song for R.E.M. So, yeah. So he, like, knew what he was doing. Wow. And he became a chef. So, yeah, man. Louis, thanks so much for being on the show today, man. Yeah, yeah man. thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, just appreciate you being in Springfield. Love your food. Love your heart for the city. Love your heart for the food trucks and for the future of Springfield, man. So yeah. it's really glad that you're here. You have a beautiful family. Thank you. And I'm glad that we're friends, man. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. We'll link all your stuff on the Facebook page. Cool. And I hope that people start coming out and seeing Paint and Pepper. Me too. The yeah. big red truck, right? That's right. Yeah. Guys, you can check out Louis Ortega's uh, food truck, The Painted Pepper. You'll see it. It's red. He's got great food. I'll probably be there. Chad will definitely be there, but he can't have margarine. We'll see you next week. Springfield, USA. Find us. <laughs>